Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. So who had acute onset vertigo for next on Jake's maladies list? Whoa, <laughs> <No>! what? <laughs> just just one one day on vacation in the middle of the night, like I like rolled over and like woke up and was like, whoa, I'm dizzy. What the fuck was that? And the next morning woke up and was just like, I'm going, I'm just falling over constantly as far as like, like, have you seen that like TikTok filter or whatever where you're like the person's just constantly falling towards the camera? Yeah. It just felt like that just for out of nowhere for a day did your brain finally realize how tall you are you're just so high up it was like i can't do this i'm I'm looking at the tops of clouds i can't (laughs) handle this i felt kind of bad because i think my first response was did anybody guess this is the next thing (laughs) (laughs) i should have because my my sister hey courtney she doesn't listen to the show um my sister experiences this occasionally to the point where she, she she used to do yoga and then she had to stop because like it was messing with her vertigo so much megan started googling like solutions because there's one kind of vertigo that happens that happens if the crystal in your ear is in the wrong place and i was like this can't be true <laughs> like this sounds holistic yes, this- yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> get that amethyst out of your ear I was, I was like i was like okay is there one crystal and it's always in your ear or are there a number of crystals and this one's in the wrong place? What are they made of? How did they get there? He was like, why are there crystals in my ear? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't look that you'd far. you never use Q-tips. It's going to happen eventually. <laughs> but you like, you like lay back and you tilt your head like one direction because basically it's in like a, like a semicircular channel in your ear. And so you've got to use gravity to like get it moving down the channel and then change the angle of your head so it continues down the channel and then change the angle of your head so it like gets out. It's like pinball. You have to pinball it to the place. Yeah. Don't know where the place is. Didn't get that. <laughs> don't know where out is because it doesn't fall out of your fucking ear or anything. <laughs> no, no, no. You want it to be in. in. You want it to go back to its house. The correct end. It but reminds anyway. me of those like rolling marble puzzles. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. That's what it is. And like one of the things they're like, you'll know it's working if your eyes start like rapidly like going back and forth. Oh, and no. I was like doing it on the one side and I was like, I don't know if I'm feeling anything. And then I turned to the other side and like couldn't focus on anything because my <laughs> eyes were like shooting back and forth. And I was like, this is fucking sucks. This is worse than just having the vertigo. Then <laughs> he got up and I was like, do you feel better? And he's like, I think so. No, nah, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> now I'm nauseous. And I was his like, eyes, oh no. His eyes didn't stop shaking. <laughs> so like we went about our day. We did we did stuff. I took some uh, like seasick medication just in case. And like on the way home, like my brother was like, 
okay, we're going to pass the urgent care. Like, do you want to go to the urgent care? And I was like, I don't, I'm going to, I'm going to ride it out. If I'm still feeling shitty, like 24 hours after it starts, I'll go. And he's like, all right, fine. Woke up the next morning. It was gone. Hasn't mm-hmm. come back. Don't know why. Megan shook some extra crystals into your ear while you were sleeping. <laughs> the, the problem is a lack of crystals. Some quartz for protection. <laughs> Just sea salt. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure this whole story was going to start with like you ready to jump off a cliff into the ocean or something and getting like that vertigo of like, you know, looking down and all that. But no, it was just getting up in the morning. Huh? Yeah. Sadly, all of my injuries, none of them stem from anything cool. Like, I feel like I do cool shit sometimes and that always goes pretty fine. But just, you know, putting on a sock, <laughs> getting out of or bed, lifting up a laundry basket <laughs> or getting out of bed, whatever. Those are the things that fucking body me for like days, weeks, months. Welcome to it, brother. Welcome yeah, and that's it. on oh, turning man. 30. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait, several of these were before I was 30. No. <laughs> You're just on the advanced course. <laughs> I'm on the accelerated track. <laughs> it's the talented and gifted of terrible maladies. <laughs> okay, so aside from the vertigo, how was the rest of your time in Hawaii? Well, I'm glad you asked. Let me pull out my notebook of other terrible things that happened to me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, yeah, it was good. I got fucking wrecked by the ocean. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Go on. You shouldn't have stepped to it. <laughs> you shouldn't have held your arms out in a let's fucking go gesture. So yeah. I didn't. I didn't. One v one me ocean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one for the ocean counts as all the ocean. <laughs> all the the entire ocean. world. <laughs> one v six trillion gallons me ocean. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I didn't know what beach we were going to or anything. I just knew we were going to a beach. I don't really know much about Hawaii. I'd never been before. Uh, so, I, you know, I wore my swimsuit and I had like tank top and shorts over it. So I was just like, you know, wherever we go, I'm ready. I'm ready for anything. So we end up. Uh, the at- said, guess again. <laughs> Jake, up- why do they call this Haymaker Beach? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up at an ocean and there was uh, a bunch of sea turtles that like come up <laughs> onto the onto the sand. Uh, so I got to go see those. And we like walked around a little bit. We're like, this is nice. But then his brother was like, well, this isn't the, the beach that I was planning on us like going to hang out at today. So let's go over there. So we're like, OK, cool. So we went over there. And the waves were hitting the shores like intensely, but I, I like I've never really been swimming in a, in an ocean that that wasn't like calm. So I just kind of like took cues from Jake, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So we're like walking out there. I mostly planned on like laying out on the sand, but I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna go get in the water. I'm here, you know. So we're walking out, and it's just like crashing on the sand and like pushing me backwards. And Jake's like, you just gotta go. You just got to go. You just need to you need to wait for a big one and then just dive in. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like staying still and I'm moving deeper and I look back and I'm like, why aren't you coming? <laughs> why aren't you joining me out here? And he's just like, I got to see this play out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, like, what are you waiting for? I'm, <laughs> I've got to be able to rescue you. <laughs> but I didn't know that. I was just like why aren't you moving? Suddenly the sand drops off and I'm like, okay, I'm in the water and I'm not the strongest swimmer. Also, I have what I now know to be a fractured ankle. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this has been healing up. Thought it was just a sprain, but like still stepping on something wrong. Like, oh, that's kind of sharp pain. So, you know, I'm kicking in the water and I'm like, this doesn't feel great. And then suddenly Jake's like, oh, we're drifting pretty far away. Like this is taking us down the beach a ways. This is pretty strong current. And he's like, maybe we should go back 
back up to where we can stand. And I was like, okay, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I like that idea. So I start moving and I'm suddenly stepping on like a bunch of shells because there's just like a patch where it's very like rocky and, and sh- shelly. So at that point, the tide goes back out and crashes in and pushes me up the beach. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that worked faster. But then it pulls me back out and drags me across all the shells. So I like put my hands out and I'm just basically like sitting in like staff position, like with my hands on the sand, dragged through the shells. And I'm able to kind of stand up and I look and there's like sand embedded in my hand. So I'm starting to like pick that out. So I'm, I'm making my way and then I get knocked the fuck down and then dragged out into the water and i see jake like oh shit like trying to get to me and i remember in my head i was just like you can't fight this just let it take me (laughs) and then it just like washing a machine tumbles me and then like pushes me back up on the sand and he's running up to me and he's just like oh shit your swimsuit top just completely flashed the ocean and half the beach <laughs> just top down. And I was like, oh, nope, it's cool. I got it. <laughs> Pulled it back up. Was not wearing the right type of swimsuit to be tumbled. <laughs> yeah, to be thrown about the ocean. <laughs> yes. My swimsuit was full of sand. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back to the car now. I was like, I think I'm, I, you know. She drove to the airport. She's like, are you, are you okay? I was like, yeah fine i'm just gonna go get some tweezers and pull the sand out of my hand where that's bleeding and i'm gonna lay down and take a nap because i'm exhausted and then after that beach we went to like the beach shower to rinse off and it's like she's like rinsing her hair and sand is just like pouring out of it but also visibly just still in it everywhere and like rinse out some part of bathing suit like she like she did like a hair bathing suit top bathing suit bottoms rinse and was like i'm good and i'm like you're still covered in sand. So then like she goes in for like another rinse, more sand just pours out of her hair into the bathing suit top, then rinse out the bathing suit top into the bottoms, then rinse out the bottoms onto the ground, still covered in sand. And so finally, like, after like five reps, I'm just like scrubbing her hair with my hands and then like trying, like shooting the water into everything. And I'm like, there's, this can't be solved. You are, ap- you are one with the sand. I think now. you have become Sandman. He's like, here, let me wash you like a shaggy dog. <laughs> And then I sprayed my face with water from the, the, I tried to turn the water off and I turned it up. <laughs> she shot herself straight in the face. <laughs> they were like, this is the best way that could have ended. <laughs> and I was like, let's go home. <laughs> well, as this is the beginning of the month, this is also the time where we want to take this opportunity to thank all of the patrons who joined us in the month of April. But as we have not recorded in a couple weeks, well, I sure didn't make that list, so uh, oh. future Rev from home, take it away. Thank you, Past Rev. I love when you leave work for me to do. So here we go. Tamar Quinn Shevlin, Scott Carter, Hannah Cade, Steve Ella, Adam Ford, Cody Atkinson, David Gerard, Lucy Allen, and Grant Howard. Back to you, Past Rev. Woo! Great job, future Rev. He did a good he job. He did. He did. Uh, so, yeah, thank you to everyone who joined us in Patreon this month and for everyone who joins us in Patreon every month. If you are interested in getting in on the swag cycle, either the digital content or the T-shirt, this is the month to join in. Uh, so you can find all of that information over at patreon.com slash the crit show. And once we hit 456 patrons, we will be releasing our next whip. 
No. Gwip. 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 Our next whip. Our you next get a whip. car. You get a car. <laughs> <laughs> One of us can pay car insurance once we hit 456. <laughs> The group car that we share together. <laughs> <laughs> the company car the company that we car. live in. The IPT Cruiser. <laughs> the IPT Cruiser can get insurance. Uh, we will uh, release the next GWIP, uh, which is going to be Kim running us through Alice is Missing. So this is going to be in Yay. a video format, uh, which is going to be very cool. I'm excited to play this. So uh, I think with that, it's time to get into the episode. I get behind a false wall where White keeps... The real heinous shit. Based off of a story that you told previously, he found something. He was able to make an elixir that hardens bone more. Based off of, like, that old pirate story. I don't yeah. know why I like the idea of him trying to, like, in his arrogance, solve the problem of another alchemist. Jake, as you step out to take in the scene, what you see is Kim lash out with this tentacle sword and grab this random vial off of one of the shelves and whips it over onto Dr. White. And it spreads quickly, burning away his coat and his hood. And it covers these bones. You hear him shriek. The Plague Doctor mask still manages to stay on. As this liquid spreads over him, the bones thicken and grow. Spikes of bone start to form off of his spine, off of his shoulder blades, even some off of his skull. He rises up twice the size he had been before, covered in spikes. He's roaring in fury. Green gas is filtering in from the hallway as Megan coughs, slams Kim against the wall with this massive bony spiked wing. Kim, you are in Dr. White's clutches as his bones seem to swell, expand, and explode with spikes. He doesn't even have the time to look at you as he slams you into the ground and looks over his shoulder at someone else. You take two points of harm as you make impact. I have two points of health left. Uh, Would you like to stand your ground against going unconscious here? I would. All right. Who are you going to use as inspiration? I'm using Megan. I'm seeing her in the hallway with the green gas. And if I don't get back to my feet, then I can't protect my soulmate. Absolutely fair. So you'll spend a bond with her. And she is right here. So you will take a plus one. Uh, Would you like to spend any additional bond to get plus one on top of that? Yeah, I'm going to spend another bond. Okay. So I have a plus two. I don't think we're facing your vice here, um, so you don't get a negative one. Nine. All right. You can mark a trouble here or you can give in. (laughs) Just be like, you know what? I'm going to take a little nap right now (laughs) in the middle of this fight. Uh, Yeah, I'll mark a trouble. Um, I think we're going to call this one frenzied. So. If y'all do well, this one may not last long, but the idea is you have to keep Megan safe. This fight is going on, so if you take any action that isn't directly trying to defeat White right now, then you may get a compulsion to uh, dissuade you from doing any other type of action. Okay, Uh, so I think the moment that compulsion takes hold, uh, I'm going to spend my hold from theatrics. Okay. I think as I get slammed, to the ground by Dr. White, I spit blood in his face 
And I would like to fluster someone and take the ante with them. Awesome. And so you do. You spit as he's like looking back. He looks over at Jake, who has just emerged from this little hidey hole, and then back to you as blood sprays over his mask and skull. And he looks like he's going to lift you up to slam again, but he's just so off kilter here that he takes a few steps back, leaving you on the ground. Nice. So he is not currently making physical contact with anyone? That's correct. I'm going to throw a bone bomb at him. Oh, shit. Let's, uh... I think this is probably more of a dirty trick to use the the, the bone hardener. I'm going to spend my only luck. All right. 11. Do you want to do this without a catch or take the ante? I would very much like there to be no catch, please. All right. Roll one more D6 for me. One. All right. So this sails through the air and crashes over him and this liquid drips down. It is all over his neck, his shoulder, his arm, and the remaining full wing. And you watch as this like crystalline formation starts to form, locking those joints in place. He's still very much moving. Like he, he can walk, he can pivot, but his, his arm and wing are just locked, uh, unable to move from the, the position that they're currently in, which is sort of half bent. Megan, that mist in the hallway, this green liquid is starting to stick to your skin a little more. It has a tingling sensation, and with every breath, you can feel it coating your throat. What do you want to do? I'm just trying to get out of the cloud. I'm I'm trying to get to fresh air again. Yeah, just coming back into this room or like backing it, uh, down the hallway out of the danger? No, I think back into the room where I came from. No problem. The fog seems like it's growing a little, but at worst, it might just spill into the room a bit, into the entry. There wasn't enough liquid in that um, vial to, uh, you know, like turn into a massive fog that's going to cover the room or anything. Uh, I'm going to use my superstition book. All right. What knowledge are you invoking here? That Dr. White is is essentially a kind of kind of like a like a surgeon, right? Like he's he's manipulating body parts and he's doing a lot of work with with bodies. And so I imagine in this room with all this like operating tables, there is some sort of uh like drain implemented in the floor. And so as he is thrown off weight from one of the sides of his wing and his arm being frozen, I think he is so much bigger now than he was before and he steps onto that drain and gets stuck. Oh, that's good. Okay. So let's see a mysterious power. 7. All right, so this is going to exact a personal cost and surge out of control. I think for the personal cost, as you're getting the book out and trying to read this and focus on it, you're feeling that burn in your throat from the mist you've just stepped out of, and you take a point of harm as you try to speak through this. And it works, of course, as Dr. White takes a step and his foot breaks that drain where some just unspeakable fluids sort of still lingering from his recent work. He steps down hard, it shatters, and a lot of this liquid splashes up all over the floor around him. So anyone wanting to get close to do anything to him in melee range are going to take a negative one on their roll. Uh, and I go done for. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, would you like to stand against that? Yeah, I would love to. All right, who are you going to use to spend a bond with as your focus? Kim. And she is right here, so you get a plus one. Would you like to spend any additional? Uh, No, I will hold on to the other one that I have. All right, you get to roll with a plus one. 
Eight. All right. You can give in anyway or mark a trouble. I'll take a trouble. Um, all right. I think we're going to call this poisoned. I think this uh, green mist has, has taken hold. So I think until you can be treated for poison, that just any stressful situation, maybe a rollable move or a, a thing where you're all having to act quickly, uh, a repercussion for you might also be taking harm from the poison, even when it doesn't necessarily make sense otherwise. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm just coughing. I'm just like, it's not great apple. <laughs> it's not, I, thought it was, I thought it might be. It's not. <laughs> but you are still upright. Landara, you've seen these actions all happen in, in moments as this crystalline formation forms over White's arm and wing and part of its neck. It slips and cracks open a, a bit of this uh, drain in the floor and seems to be stuck there trying to rip his leg up out of that. What do you want to do? I'm going to take a couple steps forward and fire into uh, the torso. And I'm going to uh, use my move, the black mark, to try to do a little extra. Okay. Seven. So I do an additional three damage. So five damage total, <laughs> forceful piercing, but my weapon's curse does take effect. All right, so a big chunk of like the rib cage and and part of the shoulder blade just shatter from this shot. Landara, you can feel the gun starting to latch onto your hand again, ready to make you pull the trigger. You're not going to take any direct harm here, but you watch as Dr. White recoils and like shakes back and forth. He smacks the edge of his plague doctor mask against his frozen arm and knocks it to the ground right at his feet and out from the mask this red mist starts to spill out and slowly fill the space kim you're you're watching this red mist spill up from the mask at white's feet he seems more or less stuck in place but he is thrashing back and forth at anything that might come close what do you want to do so his feet are somewhat immobilized right yeah, one foot is like stuck in this drain. The other one is like still up trying to get leverage to pull the other foot out. And we've got one arm and a wing somewhat immobilized. Correct. I would like to spend my ante. I want to use my whip rapier to wrap around Dr. White's free arm. And if I could use that to shadow of the Colossus my way up giant Dr. White <laughs> and then just pull out my dagger and then just try to stab him in the fucking face <laughs> while his arms immobilize. Absolutely. If you're spending the ante, then so you do. Get up and onto his back, stabbing him in the face. And you, this close, there's this mist spilling up all around you both, but you're seeing what's under the mask for the first time that... His skull is twisted and almost demonic in a way, the way that the skull has just been formed, what was covered by this mask. Um, you see his eyes underneath, still in the meat somewhere in this skull, like looking up at you as you just continue to stab him in the goddamn face. Yeah, and this is like... A lot of the other stuff that I've done in fights has been kind of like artful and elegant and cool. This is very much just like rabid honey badger, just like <laughs> leaping atop this giant thing. I'm I'm seeing red right now. Jake, you're watching this like part of his rib cage just exploded from Landara's shot and Kim is instantly up on his shoulder stabbing him in the face. What do you want to do? 
Does he seem like he'd be any more vulnerable from inside? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I could go with that. Okay. Then I want to try and squirrel my way into him uh, so I can attack from there and hopefully bypass some of his armor. Okay. I think this has to be a break-in because okay. you've got... Uh, you've got rough terrain here with the slippery floor, and this red mist is like slowly raising around the room here. Um, so yeah, let's see a break in. Okay. Oof, six. Yeah, it makes sense. I'm I'm on the back of Doctor White. Uh, I'm gonna. Can I spend a bond uh, with Jake to bump that up to a mixed success? I think just like trying to wrangle Doctor White to make a better opening for Jake. Absolutely. So you get to pick one from the list and so do I. You run into an obstacle you didn't expect. So as you run across to get close enough to jump up and work your way into this large skeletal form, you uh, you have the confidence that you can jump over this red mist that's that's growing up around his, uh, his feet. But I think what you don't expect is you make this leap in midair, some of this red mist forms into like a very thin, almost like a small hand, like a clawed hand, and it reaches up and grabs you by the tail and yanks. <gasps> it's not enough to like stop your progress in the air, but it uh, throws you off kilter a bit, and you land more around White's hips to like crawl up into his, his rib cage. As you're that low, right at the top of where that mist is growing, more of these red clawed hands lash up and slash at you before you can get up to safety. Well, safety, not really, uh, but you take one harm from their claws. I get to be next in the line of people going done for. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Uh, who do you want to use to stand against this? Landara. Okay, she is here, so you get a plus one, and do you want to spend any extra? I don't have any extra. Then you get to roll plus one. Ten. Nice. You are good to go. Now that you're up in here, what do you want to do? A blast him. All right, roll get into a scrap. Sorry, I mean I cocoon myself and insulate myself from danger. That's what <laughs> I meant to say. I start pulling his levers and operating. Yeah, like, <laughs> this is the part where you take over. Ratatouille from the inside. Eight. All right. Um, what are you shooting? Like, what what direction you shooting here? I think being in the ribs, I'm just like aiming right down at the hip joint of the good leg. I'm just trying to immobilize that leg and topple him. Nice. So you take this shot, and that part of the hip just shatters, and you all topple into the red mist with white. Oh, <laughs> oh no, Megan! You watch this happen as Doctor White is starting to topple with Kim atop him. Jake inside of him. Mm. What do you want to do? Uh, I want to start looking at the shelves, looking at some of these vials, see if I can find anything that is labeled that I can be confident isn't going to make him stronger <laughs> or bigger. <laughs> in that Reading role. labels? Who does that? He's an evil genius. He's going to mislabel everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all in doctor oh, scribbles. I can't read any of it. Don't put this on me. It'll hurt me so badly. <laughs> Bone hardener, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you see a couple of things that are, are pretty obviously some sort of acid. I didn't think this through. <laughs> Kim's there and Jake's inside. <laughs> We're fine. Just pour some acid on I've got to burn white away so that Jake can emerge <laughs> like a fruit gusher. Yeah, it's like one of those fancy <laughs> hot chocolates where you yeah. pour the milk in. <laughs> the hot 
chocolate bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um, give me a size up as you look at these items. Five. Uh, it all just it looks it all looks like some sort of acid, some sort of thing that will burn away anything it touches. That is pretty much just different different styles and flavors of acid. Boy, I wanna I wanna find like a bucket or like a big bowl or something and just start mixing these acids together. Get a stew going. All right. So as you run over and start throwing things together, let's uh, let's roll this in order here. Roll 2d6 and just tell me what each individual die says. 4, 1. All right. Uh you throw the the first one in and immediately you you know like that yes, I got it. This is dope because it is a clearly like a bubbling acid. And then you throw in the second vial and when they connect, there's this like small mushroom cloud of vapor that bursts out. And you take one point of harm <gasps> as this acidic gas washes over you. Landara, the urge to keep firing is washing over you. Your friends are in the way as well, but it doesn't really matter to the gun as it is literally making you fire. Would you? like to stand your ground against the compulsion to essentially just hit this thing's center mass and obliterate him, uh, regardless of whether your friends are in the way or not. I would like to avoid that. I just watched Jake crawl into his center mass. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, who would you like to use? I think Jake. That's fair point. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I'm you know just like looking at you with big eyes, shaking my head very slowly. <laughs> I imagine that there's just like holes in Dr. White and you just see Jake's face over here and then you see him over here. <laughs> so you get a plus one because he is in view. Do you want to spend any extra with him? Yeah, I'm going to spend my last one to, to give myself another. All right. Get a plus two. Twelve. Outstanding. Woo. So not only um, are you able to pull the trigger without hitting your friend, that curse washes away and you feel like you are in control again. So that was going to count as your shot because you couldn't help it. You were going to shoot anyway. You were just able to direct it. So describe your kill. Seeing that everyone is kind of in this mist and knowing that like there's a lot of blowback from this gun. I think Landara moves forward into the cloud with everybody and tucks this gun up through Dr. White's chest like past Jake underneath his head and pulls the trigger to blow his head off from kind of the inside and hopefully disperse some of this gas with the forcefulness of the explosion. And so he goes down. Landara, you're in a dark space and the massive skull with its bony tentacles is looking at you pleased. Well done, but we have more work to do before you leave my world. The one whose plans you're trying to foil brought something with it here. The first of a kind that I do not want in my world. An undead that could become a plague. You will kill this world's first vampire. Her name is Pepper Anson. You will find her on your trail. And you are back in the lower decks of the ship. Your friend scrambling out of the red mist as it dissipates from your blast. <laughs> Everybody all right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'm going to start prying the rib cage apart and trying to pull Jake out. Oh, God, my bones. Oh, they are so small, but they hurt just as bad as ever. Don't come over here. It's, po it's po <coughs> poison. Did you throw two unknown 
toxic substances into a bucket together. I didn't think they were unknown. I thought I knew that they were both acid, but one was just poison. It's just gas. It's just, it was all gas in a bottle. <laughs> they didn't mix well together. I thought it was going to be a cool bomb. Um, I'm going to shoot the ceiling. Like, try to blow a hole in it to get some air circulating through here to help clear this out. Nice. Cass is like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> how dare you snipe my moves? Back on a work table, Tass, sleeping, smiles. <laughs> we Got really, one. We really picked the right person. <laughs> we jump cut to Tass teaching her that move <laughs> in their downtime. Um, I guess now that it's calm in here, I want to start looking around for anything... I'm going to use the word valuable. That's not necessarily what I mean. Not in terms of like money, but plans, communications, maps, anything like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you, you don't find much that you haven't found already. A lot of what's left are just plans. Um, it's magic spells, almost like recipes uh, that both mix between alchemy, science, and magic. Um, some of them fusing all three. And uh, the important thing that you find is the schematic for the magic circle here. And you realize that the ships here at the centralmost circle, like immediately surrounding the whirlpool, on the bottom of the holes are where the runes are etched. You get the idea that there's a lot going on with this one about how it's siphoning power, that the whirlpool is innately magic in some way, and so they're pulling from that and also using that magic to create all of these undead walking around. They're both like double duty siphoning this magic to create its protectors as well as siphon to the overall bigger spell. All right. I will hand this off to the rest of the group. Um, and I want to walk back over to that hidey hole and drag out that painting and say, uh, well, I've got an idea about who the moon child might be. All right, let's take a look at the chapter's end. So, have you defeated a great foe, claimed great treasure, or accomplished one of your character's big goals? Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. So we're going to declare this the end of a chapter. You replenish all of your bonds, and then choose two. Mark one experience, gain one bond with someone you've bonded with, mark two luck, or heal two harm. I will tell you, Depending on what you do, if you're going to like be moving immediately, you might be able to heal up a little bit on a trip. But if you spend some time here, too, you'll have a chance to have healers look over you. So that's just kind of a decision for you how much time you want to spend before you get moving um, if you want to use that. And you can pick any of these twice instead of one and another. I am going to heal to harm and mark a bond with Landara, which will bring me to three bond. Awesome, awesome. And that, uh, I believe, gets you another experience for capping out at three. Perfect. Uh, so how much harm would we heal if we stuck around for a little while? I'm going to say two harm per downtime that you stay, so per week. Mm. How long will I have to stay to get treated for being poisoned? Because mm. that, that seems like maybe it would be long enough to clear that trouble, but not long enough to heal anything. True. That's a good point, because I think the trade-off there is like, you're technically healing up, but then the poison is doing you harm. So I think one downtime will cure your poison, but not any harm. Okay, so we'll have to spend at least a week here. Yeah, which is 
okay because we don't have any way to leave. Our ship's so busted. Your ship is very busted. Um, There will be some options for you there, but we'll get to those. Yeah. So when you say if we spent a downtime here, we'd heal to harm, you mean if we chose an option at the end of the downtime that wasn't heal all of your harm? Like, if I chose to clear a vice, then I would clear that vice and also heal two harm just from the amount of time we've been here? Yes, exactly. Yes, thank you for that clarification. My apologies. Yes, exactly that. Uh, I'm going to mark two luck and take a point of bond with Kim. I think that they did a lot more fighting together uh, this time and just making that connection of like, oh, someone else who's trying to be in the time and place that they are as opposed to the one that they're from. Very nice. I'm going to take a bond with Landara and take a point of experience. Uh, I will heal to harm and mark a point of experience. Okay. And that levels me up. Nice. What are you going to take? I'm taking a move called Zainzuk. Once per session, you may spend a bond with a crewmate who is currently aiding you to use a book's power as if you had rolled a 10+. plus. Nice. So yeah, I can I can do the Unleash Mysterious Power and only have to pick one of the ramifications. <laughs> okay, uh, from that last fight too, I want to uh, give uh, a point of luck to both Kim and Jake for this double team Shadow of the Colossus yeah. slash infiltrate ah. and destroy move. Yeah, I think one for Megan for using the book specifically to target the things that Dr. White would have to do his work to then trip him up when he wasn't the size he was used to moving around his laboratory. Yeah, that's a good call. Thanks. So you're able to help each other up to the deck. You find your crew who were terrified but are now looking around at all of the undead that are no longer moving. You meet up with Siobhan and Jara, and together you're able to bring all of the survivors, bruised and battered, back to safety to take stock of what to do next. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, Martha, look, the new season is coming. Get the snacks ready. Okay, okay. In a dangerous new world. While we can see the helicopters coming in, it looks like the teams are arriving for this season of Soul Survivor. Live action role players will fight. I'm Sequoia. Just go. I'm Myrna. Grant, check it in. We agreed to just call me Sky. Name's Dale. I'm Cole. Hannah. To Bill. Okay, get any I need the feathers for my arrows. Sequoia, maybe you need to grab some things. To outsmart. <gasps> oh my god. Wow. Well, look for us. Not again. To survive. No, don't, no, no. 
Facing Fate, Black Knight. Available at FacingFate.com and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts beginning June 14th. I don't know if I want to live anymore. I just want it to end. A Dumb Dragons production.